You're listening to Manifesting Made Simple with Maddie Rose, the podcast that helps you unleash your innate ability to manifest intentionally. From spiritual boss babes to industry experts and beyond, we'll learn what it really means to manifest with ease. Hey y'all, welcome to the Melanin Exchange. Thank you for tuning in again. If this is your first time tuning in, I appreciate you. I hope that you enjoy the content and that you come on back and listen to more. I actually was just talking about how Melanin Exchange will probably be transitioning to doing more live podcasting very soon. So stay tuned for that. I know we wrapped up the motherhood-ish series last month. We talked about Father's Day on the Mail Talk Monday segment this month. And now it's Father's Day around the corner. In addition to Juneteenth, I just feel like this month is full of all kind of good stuff. But today we have mindset and manifestation coach Madison Rose joining us on the platform. Um, Madison actually reached out to um, the Melanin Exchange on Instagram and wanted to be a part of the podcast. So I thought this would be a great idea because um, one of the key pillars of the the Melanin Exchange is talking about self-care and work-life balance and all of those other things. And so mindset is really important when we talk about that. So Madison, welcome. Thank you. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Thanks for reaching out. Um, let's start with a little bit about, um, even before you talk about, um, what you do, what, um, what caught your eye about the melanin exchange? Absolutely. So my thing really is just getting in front of audiences and meeting other like-minded people like yourself that are just making a positive impact. So Mm -hmm. my criteria really isn't, I don't look for any specific niche. Um, Mm -hmm. I don't look for anything, you know, one type of industry or anything like that. I really Mm -hmm. just look for women who I feel like I I like what they're doing. I like what their vibe is and uh, I like the direction of the podcast. And if it feels like I could in any way, shape, or form add value or make new meaningful relationships, then I'm all in. So I felt that way about what you guys have going on and uh, I'm on a part of it. Sounds good. I appreciate that feedback also. Um, yeah, that was the the motivation behind the Melanin Exchange, just really allowing a space for women um, to connect over common issues, although the podcast caters to Black women or women of color, that does not make the podcast anti-white at all. You know what's Um, so funny? You know what's so funny is that I had reached out to a few other, I guess you could say Black-owned podcasts, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and they actually turned me down. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I was was respectful of it, of course, but... um, Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's just, we're so deeper, we're so much deeper than our skin, you know? So. Yeah, yeah, and I, I agree with that. And yeah, I think, I would be interested to know why they turned you down. Me too, um, and pushed. <laughs> and, and I don't think, I mean, it's totally up to you and your own comfort, but I don't think, you know, it would be anything wrong with asking. I, I mean, I even went back and forth with the idea because, for a number of reasons, but I'm all about perspective taking and learning. So 
for me, it's not that big of a deal, but I'm also not going to <laughs> act as if it doesn't, um, it's not a key component of the melanin exchange or diminish or water down what melanin exchange does, because I feel like maybe that's maybe some conflict that the other podcasts were having. Mm. Not sure, but I mean, it's right there on Instagram and on the website. So I'm like, it's no secret, right? but I'm all about perspective taking either way. It doesn't mean that we can't learn from yeah. each other, you know? So yeah. we're here. I'm interested to hear what you're talking about. Um, and this may be the mental health professional in me <laughs> or just um, one thing that you mentioned was kind of like about alignment. Yeah. I kind of heard you mentioning, you didn't say alignment specifically, but you talked about if the vibe kind of feels right, like when you're reaching out um, yeah. and if there's things that you feel or people are making a positive impact, then, you know, I think that says a lot about alignment, which this podcast has talked a lot about. We've had guests talk about alignment and alignment is important, mm-hmm. right time, right place, all of that. And so either way, mindset is important in all that we do so can you talk a little bit about what you do Madison yeah absolutely um and I think now more than ever um the reason that because I reached out to several black owned podcasts Mm -hmm. um the reason being behind that is because um doesn't matter what your skin color is or what the generational um I guess we'll we'll say the word ignorance, but this is all uh-huh. all people. You know, it's just not knowing, not understanding, and just being uh, uh, unknowingly a victim of generational curses. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, so I think now more than ever, there just needs to be awareness that it doesn't matter what's been going on, as crazy as the world is right now, and how victimized you can feel. You can always change things with your thoughts um, and with your mind. There is a man by the name of Viktor Frankl who was in the Holocaust for four or so years and watched his family brutally murdered in front of him and Mm -hmm. somehow using the mind maintained a a stable mind right through that and was able to come out not on top of it, but with perspective and Mm -hmm. change the world with his story. He wrote a book called man's search for meaning. So it doesn't matter what we're going through. We all have harsh realities um, at different levels and different traumas at different levels and different experiences. Um, but there's one thing we all have in common and that's our ability to think new thoughts and create our reality despite situations, circumstances and generational curses, so to speak. So um, I kind of want to talk about, about that. Um, but yeah, the main thing that I, I really, I guess, love and want to spread awareness on is, um, just your ability to create whatever mm. it is that you're wanting and that you are by no means subject to whatever it is that you're dealing with. Um, mm-hmm. And I do that through helping people understand their mind and understanding their subconscious mind and what that comes with and what that can hold on to and what that can bring up for you without you even knowing about it. Right. So it's all, it's all, it's all science physics. It's just not taught in schools and it's certainly not mainstream so we grow up thinking that, you know, where things happen to us and that we have no control and that we, you know, are a product of our environment and that it is what it is and make the best of what you got, which is true, right? But right. 
not when you don't understand how your mind works. So that's where my passion really lies is mm -hmm. helping people take back control and their results by understanding their mind. Mm, okay. Yeah. And I think that's definitely valuable. I talk a lot on, about manifestation and alignment on this podcast, but also like on my personal page, I'm oh. a huge proponent for manifestation um, because I truly believe anything that we want, we can have. It's about mm -hmm. mindset. Um, and a lot of times we stand in our own way. One thing, well, two things that you mentioned, one being about the Holocaust um, there's a concept in black culture called the post-traumatic slave syndrome. Um, yeah. it's a book and an idea you may be familiar with, um, by Dr. Joy, um, Leary. And some people don't agree with that concept because they're like, cause it really talks about post-slavery and how post-slavery is generational. And as a culture, we tend to, um, act or believe certain ways or not agree with certain things because of slavery and the impact that it had on us generationally. However, some people don't agree with that because it's like, well, well, we weren't there. How does this impact us? Neither here nor there. I personally think generational curses are very real and they do impact us long term, but it doesn't mean that we have to necessarily um, be accountable or responsible for it but being aware um, because it shows up in different places, sometimes externally, sometimes internally, but just more so being aware of that. Um, and then the second thing you talked about was how manifestation and um, things related to mindset are not taught in schools, which I often talk about because a lot of the school systems are very quick to use punitive measures when kids act out or they don't have a better mindset or thought process about how to do things or they're simply being kids. I know a lot of schools have started to implement some sort of, um, my mind is blanking, but some sort of um, meditation or mindfulness throughout the school day or even like a room before that, but it is far too many schools that well, far too few schools that do that compared to schools that need to implement it. But there's been significant research around the impact of just implementing things like mindfulness yeah. in a school setting and how children have performed better behaviorally and academically. So Absolutely. to your point about that, th that's definitely true. Absolutely. And I want to touch on what you said. What was the book that you, you had said about slavery? It's called post-traumatic slave syndrome. There's yeah. a additional piece to the title. It's colon something else. But I don't remember all of it by Dr. Yeah. Uh, Joy Leary. Yeah, I, I'm going to read that. Um, so here's the thing about, about generational uh, paradigms, ignorance, what have you. Um, it lives within your DNA. So if, mm -hmm. you, if you take a thought and you put it under like, I don't know, two sciencey words here. I'm not going to get too technical, but mm -hmm. if you take literally a thought and you look at it as to what it is, what it's made of, it, it is made of something. It's a certain uh, location of energy. Mm -hmm. It's not nothing. Thoughts actually are things before they're actually tangible, physical, seen things. And they get stored within the body. Thoughts get locked up within the body. Um, and thoughts thunk over again 
over and over and over and over again become beliefs and those mm -hmm. get stored within the subconscious mind. The subconscious carries with it generational beliefs, paradigms, all the things, trauma. Mm -hmm. And it sounds kind of woo-woo and ethereal and like, oh, no, I can't possibly be carrying something from five generations ago. Uh, but, you know, you can. You totally can. I think the problem, so to speak, is that we're just not aware of how to notice what it is, where it's coming from, and how to fix it. And so because we don't know, one, that it's real, one, that it's not our fault, that it's been passed down generationally, but that we can also break it, I just think there needs to be a lot of awareness around that process, right? Because we all have stuff to work through from the past, but things like, you know, post-slavery and things like the Holocaust and everything, I mean, every single culture has things except for i mean I'm, i don't know why people have shit i haven't looked into it but <laughs> i don't know what the hell they have but probably not being the dominant culture <laughs> i don't think much um but every every culture has things every individual has things right and i think the the biggest problem at hand is not that uh is just that people don't understand and so there's just so much ignorance going around right now between races and cultures and backgrounds and everything where we just don't understand each other and we don't understand why people think the way they think. I mean, if you have the same background, the same paradigm, I mean, it's just like a, a poor person, right? Being raised in a poor environment. They don't know any better. They can't choose for themselves up until the age of seven. Everything that's going on around them goes directly into their subconscious and is stored as factual and a belief for them and something that is true and valid in the world. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So think about how many parents, you know, uh, Jewish parents or black parents that just don't know this stuff. They don't know that they can choose a different reality at five years old. <laughs> so right. this right. is this is how it gets passed down. It's no one's fault. It's just it's just it's not taught. You know, like you said, in schools, I remember um, being in eighth grade and I had a, a English teacher and she had us do a meditation is the first time I ever did a meditation and no other mm. team was doing this at all. And I remember thinking, what the heck? This is so awkward. This is so weird. But by the end of it, the whole class was a totally different mm -hmm. vibe. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And we did that every day. And that's how that habit got instilled in me was from eighth grade, my English teacher. <laughs> yeah. So it's so uh, kind of went on a little tangent there, but it just it's no one's fault. You know, I think that's the biggest thing to, for society to recognize is it's no one's fault. It's just lack of awareness around how we work. And I have to say, I think depending on the issue, because this is a conversation that I find myself often having mm -hmm. um, on the podcast, but in like my personal life also where People are at fault, but people a lot of times don't want to take accountability. And then it becomes this mess and like, kind of like you said, the lack of awareness, because then we're just too busy finger pointing and trying to force people to take accountability when they're not, it's just not going to happen. Um, even generationally, I had recently made a post about mothers and the impact of basically mother wounds on women and how mm -hmm. that impacts women, not only dealing with other 
women, but also men and their children. And it talked basically about a lot of the lack of accountability. But I think especially in this generation, we, I think we've gotten better, but we do a lot of finger pointing about, well, my parent did X, Y, and Z. That's why I'm like this, Mm -hmm. which I think that matters, but I think it gets dwelled on too much because unfortunately we can't go back and change what mom, dad, whomever did to us, whatever parent, grandma, grandpa, we can't change that. Aunt, uncle can't change any of that. But at this point, and yes, it would be nice if they're accountable for whatever they had. But at this point, what do we do to be responsible for self Mm. and to move forward? Yeah, I truly believe after working with people, I mostly work with entrepreneurs, but I've worked with people making the transition into entrepreneurship as well. Mm -hmm. Um, And the biggest thing that I find um, is that people truly are doing the best that they know how to do. Mm-hmm. And that could be a hard pill to swallow because obviously there's people like murderers and serial killers and people doing really quote unquote bad things that society mm-hmm. looks at as terrible. Um, and I say society looks at because it's all judgment, right? I mean, there's no, yeah. it's not God's definition. It's, it's man's. So mm-hmm. um, I really believe that people are doing the best that they know how to do. Um, so we have to also be, be gentle of it, mm-hmm. but also to be open as someone who might be in the quote unquote, like victim seat now thinking like everything is happening to them. We don't want to shame them for thinking that because that's a very valid and real thing that they're dealing with. But at the same time, it takes them on that end to be open to seeing, okay, maybe I could look at this differently okay, maybe I'm missing something. Maybe if I talk to someone who's gone through it and made it out on the other side, I'll have a different perspective. Uh So I think it takes the quote unquote woke people of every background to be more gentle and understanding Uh of where everyone is coming from and why they are the way they are. And also the people who feel victimized right now to also understand that they have a choice and to get educated about what that could look like. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm trying to think <laughs> about this woke part because, and I'm asking this question rhetorically kind <laughs> of, but also like, I don't know, because I don't know that every every background has a woke culture or a woke, <laughs> or a woke group. When I say woke, I mean like, yeah, that's great. Let's clarify what the hell woke. Is. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, because I'm like, I've never heard Jewish people, um, Middle Eastern people, Latino people, yeah. white people talk about being woke. Okay, so <laughs> help me out, Madison. Help let's, me out. Let's let's clarify. So what I mean by that is someone who understands source, source is truth, right? Someone who can understand the truth of, of things and always have a foundational truth to go back to. And by that, I mean that anything like judgment, fear, lack, limitation, mm-hmm, envy, mm-hmm. greed, finger pointing, 
any negative anything mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. not a universal source made god made thing mm-hmm. it's a very man made thing so by woke i mean someone who can have the ability that no matter where the hell they've come from mm-hmm. what they're going through they can take a step back understand truth and understand the lies that are going on and fight for the truth yeah and i think that definition is pretty spot on i'm gonna be honest i don't think other other cultures <laughs> talk about the way that um black people talk about being woke what do you what do you look at it as (laughs) i don't think i don't think they have a a word for it i don't i don't think they have a a word you could also also say like tapped in or turned on or aware yeah i think that's more relevant or maybe (laughs) i don't i don't think there's just certain it's almost it's like language so certain language certain cultures kind of adapt or coin themselves mm-hmm. and then use where I don't, I don't know unless I don't hang around enough people who are like like I don't hang around enough diversity mm-hmm. <laughs> then I'm out of line <laughs> but I don't think yeah, I don't know I'm, now I'm gonna have to ask questions and do a poll or something because I've never heard other people talk about well but neither here nor there you know what's funny is i'm from massachusetts i want to say that like i got that i mean i want to say that i got that i hung out with a lot of black people in high school um and college actually one of my really great friends um is a young black man and he asked me he's like maddie i think you were black in a past life and just because the way that we mm-hmm, correspond mm-hmm. and talk and just do the shit. Um, mm-hmm. But I want to say I got that from Black friends in high school, the term woke. Oh, yeah, that, that makes sense then. So the, okay. or, the origin, that, that, that is, okay. Okay, okay. we're on the same page. That makes okay. sense. Because I was going to say, look, if other, other cultures are using this, unless they no, come around Black people, just, I don't then I think they might be using it incorrectly Differently. or as a mockery, which are two different <laughs> issues. For sure. For sure. Two different issues. You brought up a great point, but I'm going to stay on topic because (laughs) I could go a number of different ways here. Um, Well, maybe I can tie this in. Let me see if I can tie this in. So now I'm thinking out loud, which if people listen to other episodes, they know I do this often. I love it. So, um, because now I feel like we're shifting a little bit to like, maybe it's intertwined. Mindset and race. And so there's often, there's always been like some memes or conversations, especially on social media and other platforms or in real life also, um, where people often talk about pretty much what you said, or they feel like people minimize or are dismissive of people of white culture or other cultures who may have predominantly um, black or circles of friends that are of people of color and are like, but that doesn't mean anything. You still don't get it. It's kind mm-hmm. of the thing. Cause one of my closest friends is also white, but, and went to all black college. She was probably the only white girl. Was, was the only white girl. 
Um, but she legit, that is pretty much all she knows. Like mm-hmm. born and raised in mm-hmm. Connecticut. Like that is all she knows. Um, that is her whole background pretty much being around people of color. But what are just your thoughts on that and just kind of mindset on, around on that? People not really ever understanding. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think there's, I think there's truth to that. I don't think we could ever understand. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I think that that's important to recognize. Um, I don't think that we all have to be this, you know, I don't think, I think there's a lot of, I think there's a lot of things going on right now that it's just like, everyone has to be the same and think the same. And like, yeah, not why, I agree with that. That's not why we're here. You know, like it's okay to, embrace the strengths and the weaknesses of our different backgrounds i don't mm-hmm. think there's anything wrong with that um yeah. feel free to correct me if i say anything like that's just like not great because i'm doing the best that i can speaking about this stuff yeah um, no you're fine i'm not that politically correct so forgive me if i you know what i say something um i'm just speaking from my heart yep but i think that when it comes to i think people are almost being too sensitive when it comes to or too politically correct when it comes to trying to talk about this stuff Mm -hmm. because at the end of the day we've all got a heart we've all got two lungs we've all got two feet and eyeballs and one note you know what I mean I mean we're all we all have a heart (laughs) and I think as long as we speak from that place and try to understand truthfully by speaking Mm -hmm. our truth about what we understand and what we don't and where we need help Mm-hmm. I think we're on a be- way better path. Um, and if we could just be a little bit, bit more understanding of, yeah, white white people might say things sometimes that are really offensive to people of color. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. But it might not, it might not be like they might not even hear what they're saying. Like they don't, mm-hmm. they might not even know, mm-hmm. you know? And so it's it's okay to be like, hey, like that offended me because XYZ. Um, and not mm-hmm. assuming that everyone understands each other. Um, right. When I had, when this, whole, when the, when George Floyd and everything blew up in the media, um, I specifically called two of my very close um, friends of color mm-hmm. and asked them, you know, how can I, what am I missing? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What the hell am I missing here? Mm-hmm. Um, because it was just like, to me, I, I didn't even, this is ignorance on fire, but I didn't even know it was race. Racism was still that big mm-hmm. because I'm from middle of Massachusetts. I had mm-hmm. friends of color all through high school. I didn't know anything different. My parents did not care. My parents, I mean, I never heard anything except for from some of my friends of color talking about like, you know, there were some party incidences with police and stuff. And I would hear them say like, now we've got to go or, so I caught on that way, but in mm-hmm. terms of still being so relevant in their everyday lives, like mm-hmm. completely broke my fucking heart. Right. Mm-hmm. And not to put you off. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, no, go ahead. Go ahead. Um, and I, I totally agree. This is another conversation. I have so many conversations all the time <laughs> where I'm like, oh my God, my brain's about to explode. I love but it. <laughs> I do agree. Like I think I as cultures, we try to fight for equality, which that's all fine and dandy, but fighting for equality 
and trying to push the narrative that we are equal in terms of being human, yes, but mm-hmm. we are not the same. Mm-hmm. And I think that is where there's yeah. a lot of conflict because yeah. it's like half the time, well, we want equality. We're the same, but we're not. We're not the same, and that is okay. We are and not the same. And so trying to learn to embrace each other's differences and be okay with that, mm-hmm. but also similarities. And I think a lot of people would probably be mad to hear you say that you don't know racism exists to the extent that it does um I while I get it I also have to say like it's not your world so you're not going to get it or be impacted by racism the way a black person would or somebody of color would that's Uh not a world that you live in you can't you can see it you can be outraged by it but that it that it's not something that you would come home to maybe in your household or it would directly impact you. You would hear you would have a phone call unless it's from one of your friends about X, Y, and Z happening to them. That is not the world that you live in, you know? So it's like mm-hmm. people can be upset by that. But it's but, like why are you upset? Right. I guess I, I think it's like I, I totally understand what you're saying. When when the whole thing happened online and I saw white, what do you, I mean, is it politically correct to call people, white people, white people? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I so, do, because I call black people, black people. Because, right. Um, well, so I heard you say of color, so then I started using that. See what I mean? I'm like, oh, I don't know what the lingo. But um, I feel like when I saw people that I know, like my white friends going on these rampages about it, I was like, in my heart, I was like, stop. Mm-hmm. like just stop like you're you're stop like I didn't know why it just felt weird mm-hmm. like to see them go off about x what like um, it was just like what like what 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 like it, it didn't make any sense to me I didn't really know why but it's really refreshing to hear you say that because mm-hmm. it didn't make any sense to me at all at all yeah it's it's not because I, I think there's a fine line between I get the job. I didn't know this existed. Yeah. And well, I don't understand why this is wrong if you're seeing like something blatantly just wrong. Let's even if we take race out of it, right? Yeah. If we just see somebody walking down the street, they they're not being them. apprehended by police or anything like that, and they're just shot and killed or shot multiple times and killed. Yeah. If we take race out of it, everybody would be looking like why did this happen? What's the backstory here? Like we just had two blank canvases of people, no color, no nothing, just, but people, there's a fine line. It's a really fine line between I didn't know it exists versus I think my issue comes in where just don't don't fuck with people. <laughs> don't mess with people. I don't care who you are. Just don't mess with people. Period. Stay in your own lane, mind your own business. And I think that's where I get frustrated because I don't care what color you are. If somebody is not messing with you, don't mess with them. Mm-hmm. But a lot of times people get messed with because of race. So like I live in Georgia. Me too. Really? I didn't know yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. I'm at the battery. I probably shouldn't say that on here, but I have to go there later. <laughs> Yay! Oh my god. Yeah. Um, I so 
Georgia's very diverse, but still mm-hmm. racist as hell, depending on where you are. Totally. Still very racist. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've also lived in the Midwest where it's very segregated. Mm-hmm. Yeah, of course, there's other people there, like Black people, white people, all sorts of people there. But there, it's a lot of redlining and zoning where you can cross the street and you know, like, oh, I'm in a nice area. Now I'm in a not so nice area. I'm in a black area. Now I'm in a white area. Oh, like you can tell. Hmm. You can definitely tell where I feel like in Georgia, it's not as much like that, mm-hmm. but it's still the South mm-hmm. um, and things happen. But for the record, and this isn't necessarily for you. Yeah. Racism is very alive and well. Um I can even think about microaggressions in my own workplace that happen. Having white superiors and um, white colleagues, it's very well. And I say microaggressions because that's the term, but I don't think any aggression is micro. I think that's a minimization. You know what I mean? Like it's definitely a minimization. And that goes back to mindset because people will be like, oh, it's a microaggression. That might be the politically correct term, the way we have learned to define it and use it, but nothing about being aggressive towards somebody, whether covertly or overtly, is micro or small or not a big deal. Yeah, It's aggressive all the way. I think it's taught us not to be accountable. Yeah. And what I meant by saying I didn't think it... So I grew up in Mass, so North. When I moved to Georgia, it was a very rude awakening when it comes to racism because I Mm -hmm. noticed it more than... I have ever noticed it in my entire life. Like I was like, holy cow. I I was I couldn't that was the biggest shock moving down here was that. Mm. Like, I couldn't believe how to me it was still very, very, very like seg- segregated. Mm. Um coming from Massachusetts. So what I meant by it, 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 it misspoke a bit. I knew it existed. No, and that wasn't like I said, that wasn't for okay, yeah you per se. That was just like for you know the the record yeah like it's just very real but that's what I'm saying like when, when even you were mentioning understanding yeah um you can't necessarily understand an experience if you're not having it yourself or witnessing it yourself like, I don't know what it's like to be white I can mm-hmm. even put myself in this. I don't know what it's like to be white. Mm-hmm. I can assume, but I don't know what your experiences are like. Not only being white, but even a white woman. I can relate being a woman, mm-hmm. but even still, it's different, and that's okay. Yeah. But, you know, I think systemically, people get frustrated because, like, well, we have all these structures in place. So, of course, it's going to continue to exist. I mean, even if we mm-hmm. talk about, we can go on and on and on and on mm-hmm. and on about it. But can we shift a little bit to talking, unless there was something else you wanted to add, no, no. Um, shifting a little bit to talking about maybe mindset and women? Absolutely. Yeah. And I think, you know, race and mindset, they do they do beautifully tie together. And I think mm-hmm. the more conversations we have about it, I think the better it is for the collective mm-hmm. whole. I know? agree. Um, I agree. But a lot of times people don't want to talk about race. Like it's a hard conversation, you know. I mean, even it, it I is. It is in my belly, mm-hmm. just not wanting mm-hmm. to offend or misspeak. And I think, you know, politic being too politically correct like hinders people from sharing their heart. Yeah, 
So it's just like, yeah. And so just I trying to understand. Yeah, and I, I can talk about race all day. Like, and I get it can be uncomfortable, especially in the environment, but depending on the environment rather, but I feel like it, if people shifted their mindset to understand that it is to learn, and I think that's where people get frustrated because Mm -hmm. a lot of times people come to the table and they don't have an open mind to even talk about it. They have their ideas. And it's the difference between being politically incorrect and just flat out rude. You know what I mean? Or just like being intentionally racist. You know, and I think that's where the issues lie. But having conversations about race can and should be healthy. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of times they're not because it depends on who's at the table. Right. But my whole thing is, like, <laughs> if it gets disrespectful, then I don't know. We either can't have the conversation, we're going to try no. again, or let me um put somebody else in this space exactly. uh, <laughs> to do that. But conversations yeah. should, be, should be healthy. They should be healthy. Yeah. Um, Because we can't learn. And then I think because it is people have so much going back to what you were saying, I don't want to misquote you, but generally you were talking about generational curses and traumas Uh and how I mentioned post-traumatic slave uh, syndrome. With that, there's a lot of emotions tied into race. And for whatever reason, I think a lot of times, even though, there are it can be emotional and rightfully so if we talk about anything else a lot of times we're able to remove our emotions out of it mm-hmm. and it's very difficult to have any conversations when emotions are tied into things because then we're in our emotion mind exactly. and we can't think here make decisions logically use good judgment and that even applies to the conversation about race mm-hmm. um and so i think there's various ways to have conversations about race in our mindsets. But even if it's like, hey, this is a lot for me. Let me tag out for a second. Let me take a break and then yeah. come back. Or can we talk about something? You know what I mean? But yeah. people that's, just don't. That's in any, it's in any relationship, you know? Yes. Like I, there's countless times where I've stepped away from a conversation between my boyfriend and I because I mm-hmm. wanted to gather myself and get out of my... Yeah either get out of my logic or get out of my emotion and get back to mm-hmm. center and get back to truth. That's Absolutely. what I That's Absolutely. what I as being your, your woke state. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. Like be, yeah, being aware of yourself. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Aligned, mm-hmm. centered, aware in your power. When you're right. in your emotion, like you said, you, you're giving away your power. You're not really in control of self. Mm-hmm. And that's Absolutely. where things get Absolutely. Um, but shifting back to mindset as you, as you wanted to do, um, I think the coolest part about mindset and the reason why I was kind of blinded from the reality of what is going on in the world for mm-hmm. quite some time is because I've been studying the mind for the last six or seven years. Mm-hmm. And when you, when you tune into your own mind and your own self so much, you start to kind of create your own world. And by that, I mean that you start to see that you are in full control of, of your results financially and relationships. Mm-hmm and your love life, and your confidence, and how people view you, and mm-hmm. how people see you. And whenever you get pulled back into, quote unquote, the reality of the world, it can be a rude freaking awakening. Like, yeah. I dove in yep. just three weeks ago into what was going on overseas, 
um, with Jewish people and all of that stuff. And, and it was heavy. I mean, it, mm-hmm. it was really heavy. I found myself getting pissed off, more irritable. Mm-hmm. And I had to block, I had to mute everyone that mm-hmm. was talking about it. Not because I didn't want to know, but because it doesn't benefit me or anyone else at all. I can't help at all if I'm part of it. I can't. Mm-hmm. No one, mm-hmm. no one can. Mm-hmm. So we've all got to take responsibility with our minds and stop entertaining the conversations that are part of the problem. Mm-hmm. When we focus on things that are what have always been, those things grow. Right. The media, yeah. knows, the media knows this, by the way. Oh, so, yeah. Coronavirus. Oh, all of a sudden it's right. So, but this just goes, it's not just, it's everything. Mm -hmm. Focus on and and give attention mixed with emotion. Hell, Mm -hmm. I mean, now you've got the whole world fighting against each other. Yep. So I think if individually we take responsibility for our thoughts and we can carefully start choosing the thoughts that we're deciding to entertain and the conversations that we're deciding to entertain and to allow ourselves to enter. Right. I think that collectively everything could get better and better mm-hmm. and better and better. Absolutely. But it, it takes, it takes the whole team, you know, I agree. I agree. Mm-hmm. I agree. What um, would be any tips that you could give for any advice on how to start shifting mindset or maybe things that people can incorporate into their daily routine? Yeah, good question. Um, One of my favorite ways to start for beginners is just in the morning. This is so simple and sounds woo-woo and maybe a little bit like silly. But seriously, if you could just start in the mornings with taking out a journal Mm -hmm. and journaling out all the things that you're grateful for, Gratitude is one of the highest emotions humans can experience. Mm -hmm. And so if you're focusing on what's going well for 30 minutes in the morning before you get hit in the face with your day Mm -hmm. and the chaos of the world, you're going to find yourself way more aligned and in your truth and aware and feeling good than ever before. And the more that you get used to feeling good and what it feels like to be and feel aligned, Mm-hmm. the more you're going to crave to feel that way and the more you're going to start to understand when you're out of it. Absolutely. Absolutely. That is the first step in raising your awareness with who and what you are is understanding that anytime you feel crappy or mm-hmm. greedy or envy or jealousy or anger or sadness, any of that, anytime you're feeling any negative emotion, you're not aligned with self, meaning mm-hmm. the thoughts that you're thinking are very far from the truth. Right. So no, the, faster, the faster you can think thoughts that make you feel better, are, it's, it's an indication that you're aligning more with who you truly are as a spiritual being. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The better you feel, the more aligned you are. So very easy, just take 20 minutes in the morning, set a timer, and write out things that are going well from the coffee that you drank this morning to your the lungs in your body that are working effortlessly without you even knowing to the four walls around you or safety and security to the phone that you get to call your loved ones on to the new clients that you got to the new businesses that you started to all the things. 
and you stay there until you truly feel the emotion of, of gratitude and enlightenment and peace. That's when you know that work is done. Mm, that's a good one. Yeah. And like you said, it's simple. One thing that I started doing, um, well, I should say started, but I've tried to be more consistent with recently is like getting up early. I'm not a morning person oh, at all. At all. I'm not. Um, but I have basically kind of trained myself to get up earlier so that I can get started on my day earlier and just be more productive. Um, I don't feel as rushed when I do that. I start, I try to start the day with um, yoga, even if it's five minutes or just stretching my body or just breathing and then going for a mile walk or run um, just to start the day. And the first week that I did that more consistently, oh my God, it was life-changing. Um, I just felt, I had more energy throughout the day. I had more positive thoughts throughout the day. I was just motivated and I really felt like unstoppable. Mm-hmm. Um, it was amazing what it could do. And so I definitely agree with you in, with starting your day with, with something that is that just takes time for you. Um, it's a part of self-care. It's just... It's really worth it, you know. Absolutely. So I agree. I agree. What what people will find is that the crappy things that people say or what's going on in the media or anything like that will will hit differently. It will bounce yes. off differently. It yes. won't sink in as deep. Mm-hmm. As you're vibrationally prepping yourself for Yeah. And and I will say that when you start to do this, because it's actually happened to me, and I was not prepared. <laughs> so hopefully I can maybe prepare somebody else. <laughs> when you start to do things like that, people's energy around you starts to change. Oh, yeah. Because it's like you're at the center. If you think about the circle, you're at the center and mm-hmm. everybody else is kind of around you when mm-hmm. you start to do these things. Mm-hmm. And they may even say like, your energy has been off. Mm-hmm. And you're like, what? Wait, what do you mean? I feel the most aligned and present that I've ever been. What do you mean? But I think it's because they're not used to seeing you like that. But it also forces them to kind of move around also. So when you start aligning yourself, you with you, I like to say. And I love the circle. I love the circle analogy because that's truly what it is. When you're on the outskirts of the circle, you're entertaining everything that's already been made manifest. Mm-hmm, so you're, mm-hmm. you're playing with the fleshy mind. You're playing with the human mind. You're not centered. You're not aligned. You're not, you could say, walking with God if you're spiritual or religious. Mm-hmm. Although God doesn't need to be religious. It can be both. Um, when you're at the center, you are part of the creation part. Yes. You're not part of the effects. And when you're able to align with the creative creation part, the things that are unmanifest mm-hmm. and the cause of everything, it's a way more powerful place to be. But mm-hmm. other people around you, just like you said, will start to be like, you're different. Are you okay? Yep. What's going Absolutely. On? Absolutely. It's just because it's just, and you might even naturally start to gravitate away from those people. And that is okay. Absolutely. Absolutely. That is okay. Mm-hmm. You'll find other people who maintain their center. And when you come back together with those people, it will just be a really beautiful experience. You won't feel like you need to justify yourself. Uh, you won't feel like you need to 
you know, please people. You will just be. You will just be. Absolutely. I definitely agree with that. Well, I appreciate you, Madison, for being open and willing and reaching out to the Melanin Exchange and having conversations about mindset, race, um, and giving advice about what we can do to shift our mindset. I really appreciate it. Um, yeah, I think this was good. I'm excited I about it. I appreciate you so much. This was such a valuable conversation. It was unexpected, but I think because of that, that it was needed. I learned a lot and uh, super grateful for it. Well, I'm happy to hear that. Um, yeah, I definitely think it was unexpected. But like I told you, I'm like, look, it's organic. I don't know which way it's going to go. It's not necessarily planned. Um, I do not plan for podcasts. I like to be, I like for it to be organic. Um, I might write down one or two questions or thoughts. Yeah, Haven't done that in a really long time because I really believe in authenticity no matter what. Um, people relate to that more. So I appreciate you for just being open. <laughs> you too, Julian. Um, I really do. Yeah, it's not, I think because we're both at our centers, it was it was able to be okay and flowy and fun. I but agree. Just in a testament to why that's important for everyone to do, you know? I agree. Yes. Love yes. it. Yep. Thank you so much. Um, until next time, you all listening, peace, love, and blessings. Thank you so much, Maddie. Thanks, Julian. Thank you for listening to today's episode on Manifesting Made Simple with Maddie Rose. If today's episode rang true for you, I only ask one thing. Please screenshot, tag, and share your biggest aha moment with me on Instagram. I can't wait to hear. Until next time, hold your head, thoughts, and vibrations high.